Hello and welcome back. This is the Becoming Relentless podcast, and I am your host, Eleanor McCabe, and I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Danielle Kissenberger and Cecily Wesh. And we have our very special guest today, Emily Smith. Emily Smith. (laughs) Like that you acted like, you know, when you're in school and they say, like you raise your hand to say your name. You say that quiet and shy. (laughs) (laughs) Present. (laughs) Oh my gosh. In school, my voice would crack all the time because I was so, I was such a shy kid. Yeah. I don't think I would say anything. I would just raise my hand. I would constantly be like, it's Cecily. (laughs) Because they'd always say Cecilia, Cecily, something something wrong. That's definitely how I pronounced your name before I knew you. It's okay. I still love you. That's freaking funny. My name would always cause issues too. It's okay. They'd be like, Eleonora. And I'm like, oh, I think that's me. Maybe. (laughs) That's not my name, but that's me. (laughs) Here. (laughs) Yep. Present. Yes. Awesome. Yep. We're we're back at it with Sess, Noah, and now Emily. So super excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for coming. Thank you all for having me. Of course. We're going to do things a little different because you've been on Grow or Die, obviously, many times. And you're the brains of TM. Honestly, let's, even though this is, you go over this with Justin all the time, let's dive into what does that look like? What is the brains of TM for you? Um, so lately, Justin has like referred to me as like the heart of TM. So pretty much like anything anyone needs on TM, like they come to me with it. So I just run like all of the back end stuff, like social media, podcasts, things like that. Very cool. So it keeps the train running. (laughs) (laughs) If people are DMing the Team Mahaley, like, account, is that you? Yeah, so the TM and the Grow or Die page, that's me. (laughs) What do you think about all the viral comments that we get on the reels? Like, Grow or Die has had a couple. Yeah, it's honestly really hard for me to keep up with them. But, like, I just kind of laugh at them because, like, it's not towards me. So it's just Mm -hmm. funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever agree with some of them? Um, I don't go through all of them, you don't, to be honest. Because there's so many. Yeah. People on YouTube are brutal. Oh, yeah. Says, YouTube. Is do you get any hate comments? Actually, YouTube is way nicer to me really? than Instagram really? ever has been. Like, YouTube. Wow. And people in YouTube will actually, like, go and stick up for me if someone does That's leave sick. a comment. Because I think that the people that watch and invest their time into your YouTubes. They care. They care. And so they are less likely to be a hater and they're gonna go after people who are haters don't hate the player hate the game (laughs) (laughs) you need to come up with shirts that say that yes that would be and then put snakes on them Mm -hmm. because i like snakes yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well so like i'm glad you're the heart of tm i know that before when you first moved down here you were trying to just your goal was to be tm something was it a tm coach mostly yeah, for sure. Before I ever moved down here, I remember I had a friend ask me um, at the gym. He was like, "Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, my ultimate goal is like, I want to be a TM coach more than anything. And I was like, that's what I'm going to achieve. Like, that's what I'm going to be. And then I came down here and my like, I just kind of fell into a different role. And now like, I love this role. And like, I don't really want to be a TM coach. Like, that's no longer my goal like I want to continue growing in the position that I have mm-hmm. well for one you're very good at it mm-hmm. a lot of people <laughs> can't just won't apply the effort to be good at that mm-hmm. it takes a lot of your time up um but for two it's cool that your role is so unique Justin said one time that you will never be replaced which is such a strong position to be in yeah because anyone can be replaced mm-hmm. yeah we were just talking about it the other day actually and like I told him, like, I love him and TM so much that he could lose everything tomorrow and be like, Emily, I need you to make pigs fly, make it happen. And, like, I'd be like, okay, and I would make it happen <laughs> just because, like, I love TM and everyone here so much. And we, we love you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you truly are, like, the brains behind the operation. It's really cool to see. The brains, the heart, everything. <laughs> I also think that you can see the shift within the team, like, ever since mm-hmm. you started. There's been a big big game change in in the culture of tm and so i think that you have a very large role to play in that as well i appreciate that yeah i would say after justin you are the most important person on the staff (laughs) i feel like i am justin (laughs) (laughs) right yeah justin's the owner but you know like you do all this the back end work which is what makes the business go Mm -hmm. with the wheels you're the engine (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) So I wanted to start with this because I know Emma and I 
used to not get along that well. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. Well, yeah. When we she first moved out. Well, we, I remember funny. when we met, and I went to your I'm at I just, first show. Yes. Yeah. We just. I always. I just liked you. I always liked you. <laughs> but I know we just didn't always fall on the same plane. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I love you now. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's funny to see the evolution, and it's not that I don't know about you. It's not that like we didn't like each other. I think we were just so similar, like I in the same position, fighting for the same thing. Yeah, and now we just know, like we're in our, we have our own goals, our own. We're in different places. We have our own path, and we both mm-hmm. like love each other for that. Yeah, I think rather than like seeing each other as like an enemy or. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like direct. direct competition. Yeah, like a direct competitor. Like we want to like go on the same path and support each mm-hmm. other throughout that path. Like we like when one of the pro shows you DM'd me and we were like, I can't wait until like we're on stage doing that together. So now we see it as like we want to yeah. climb this mountain together. Yeah, I, I want you to succeed more than I want myself <laughs> to succeed. Part of that's too because I see how, how, how hard you work mm-hmm. and how much it means to you. So, yeah. Yeah. Where did you develop that work ethic? Where does it come from? Because like when I watch you, I'm like, damn, she's a machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think whenever I was growing up, like I did competitive dance. I also did softball. And like no matter how much effort I put into anything, like I always just sucked. And so when I got into the gym, I got into the gym actually because my dad took me one day because he wanted to be super strong for softball. And I like realized like, this is all up to me. Like everything that happens in this gym is all up to my effort. It's all in my control. And I knew from those past experiences, like that I always gave 110% effort into everything I did. So I knew if I did the same thing with the gym, like I could achieve whatever I wanted to, you know, in bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite thing about yourself? My work ethic for sure. And you're going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you're going to say that. What's your least favorite? Um, it kind of goes hand in hand, my like favorite and least favorite, because also along with my worth eth- work ethic, I get very laser focused and selfish and I forget everything that's around me. Like I just completely b- block out everything else, every other relationship. And that's like ruined a lot of relationships in the past. So it's really hard for me to find that balance between balancing things outside of my goals with staying on track mm-hmm. with my goals. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've learned, I read this in a book, so it helped me learn because I love reading. Anyways, I used to struggle with the same thing, and then I moved on to Sess, and Sess literally changed my life. <laughs> and I've realized now that my balance is going to look different than Sess's, mm-hmm. and it's going to look different than Noah's, and it's going to look different than yours. So whatever balance fits you is going to be different, but if it allows you to grow, then that's what's important and allows you to still have like a relationship with people that you really want. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think like this extended off season has helped me kind of achieve a little bit better balance. So I'm excited to see like what that looks like going into like another prep mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be completely different. I agree. The whole process. You spent a long time building before you ever hit your first season of competing. So that was like kind of like an off season. And then you've had this off season. What do you think the differences have been between both of those extended periods of time? Oh, man. My like first of all, I started bodybuilding when I was 16. That's when I hired my first coach. And then I hired Justin like a year and a half later. So like I was completely lost that first like year and a half. It wasn't until I hired Justin that like, my life really changed and who I changed, I changed as a person. So I was just kind of floating through life. And now I feel like I go through life with so much more purpose than I did before. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were in Pittsburgh yes. and North Americans, yeah. and I think it was you, me and Shannon. And you had said that in the car that you were just like, I love TM and I want to be a part of it. And I think I want to move to Austin. And we were like, oh, yeah, you should go for it. But like me and Shannon were kind of just like, yeah, like we were encouraging you, but it was more just like bl- the blind support. And then literally two weeks later, I think you packed up and left, didn't you? Yeah. So that Monday that I got back, well, on the plane ride home from Pittsburgh, I was thinking about it the whole entire time. I was like, this is like something I have to do. But I was in college, like full time, like I had like no means of moving across the country. 
So I called Justin on Monday when I was supposed to be going to my class. <laughs> and I was like, um, like, I know this sounds like insane, but I need to move to Austin like ASAP. And I had 2K in my bank account when I wanted to move. And I told him that. And I was like, do you like actually think that, like I can survive and like support myself? And he was like, I'm not going to let you fail like if you do it. So again, when I was supposed to be in class, I was looking at apartments and I called every apartment in Austin. Nothing was like available like ASAP. And I wanted, whenever I want to do something, I want to do it right then. (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) wait. So the last apartment I called had one available and I like didn't care how much it cost. I was like, okay, I want it. And then, yeah, I just packed up everything and left the next week. What did that feel like? I never like second guessed it or anything like when I first got here it really hit me I was like whoa like I'm actually by myself because I'm someone who like I always enjoyed that alone time but I knew I always had people like around me to fall back on if I needed anything and then like I realized like no I'm actually by myself but I knew that's what I needed and I knew that that opportunity may never come again Mm -hmm. I love that you took that risk and you just went all in A lot of people don't have the guts to do that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you had enough confidence in yourself that you knew that you were going to work it out. What was the hardest part of when you, like when you first got here, what was the hardest part of adjusting to a new environment? I think it was more so like my personal development because I definitely when I first got here, like I kept trying to run away from who I was as a person. And I kept trying to fit this mold of what I thought everyone else wanted me to be. And so like these relationships that I wanted to form, like they weren't clicking. And it was because of that. So it wasn't until like I started accepting who I was as a Mm -hmm. person that I was able to allow those relationships that I wanted so bad to form. Because One day I just realized, like, if these are my people, they're going to love me for who I am. And I'm someone who believes very heavily in, like, everything works out how it's meant to work out. Mm -hmm. I love that mindset because I agree. (laughs) Everything happens for a reason. Yes, Mm -hmm. I believe that so much. Mm -hmm. You put your back into the wall, but you also know you won't let yourself fail. Mm -hmm. I do believe people who choose to put their backs against the wall and choose to put themselves in those uncomfortable, hard places also believe in themselves so much that they know no matter what. They don't have a plan, but no matter what, they're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you're one of those people. And I that's, feel like that's when like I thrive most is mm-hmm. when my back is against the wall. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was kind of in that position like just a few weeks ago. And like now everything worked out and it's better than I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. That's super awesome. I do remember texting you and I, I knew I can just sense that you are in a position that you were, that wasn't exactly what you wanted. But I can see that you're way happier right now. Yeah. So I'm happy that you're happy. Let's see here. I Do you want to talk about that at all? Like what was the situation without like without getting too personal if you don't pretty much I something I've struggled with like for my entire life is communication. I am I was not a good communicator. I was someone who would just like bottle things up and never say anything and I would just do what other people said because I hate confrontation. And so that was always my fear with communicating. And Justin and Eric have both actually really pushed me Mm -hmm. to, like, become a better communicator. And ever since I've been practicing that, like, it's just relieved so much stress and anxiety from my life. I I love that. that. I do agree. Mm -hmm. We need to have Eric on the podcast. Oh, my God. That would be so awesome. Hey, Mm -hmm. when he does come on the pod, you're coming with him. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well bring Thomas and Jay. We're (laughs) We're at a round table. Guy time. (laughs) Yeah, stay tuned for that. That's definitely <laughs> coming. All right. So I have a, a list of questions that I did want to ask you just to, like I said, I don't want this to be like grow or die. I want us to open up some different doors that you have besides what's TMT? <laughs> what's the biggest? Oh, I already asked one. Do you do any internal practices, like any mental practices, like meditation, anything like that, or journaling? Or how do you keep your mind straight? So I used to not do anything, but I don't meditate and I haven't really been able to get into journaling because when I try to write, like my brain just like goes a thousand places (laughs) and like I just like I'm standing there with the pen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh Um, no. (laughs) But something I've definitely been practicing lately is self-affirmations, like telling myself like I am worthy of this. I am going to achieve X goal or like things like that, like I am, and that's helped with my self-belief a lot. Mm-hmm. 
that's crazy you said that. I was writing I am on my arm for a while there, and I haven't in a while, so I need to again. But that those two words are so powerful. Mm-hmm. That's why I also think it's really important to put yourself in like those uncomfortable situations because like if you prove to yourself that you can overcome those things, like you know that you can do anything and that just helps instill that I am mm-hmm. or I can. So I know that you spend a lot of time alone. It, most of it is working alone, I believe. Do you ever spend time alone of just silence, going on a walk, doing nothing, not even a podcast? Walks are definitely like my main like form of my alone time. But this is something that like you've encouraged me to do is I really want to start doing like more self-date things. Mm-hmm. Let me see Savi. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. And you know what's so fun about them is the first ones you do, you're like, do I even want to do this? Like I, I used to be frustrated myself because I'd sit in my apartment planning to go out and do something. And yeah. I'd be like, do I really even want to do this activity? But once you just make yourself do it, you don't even have to really want to just try it. And you just figure out kind of more of your interests. And it just allows you to open. I think that's my issue. I just like sit contemplating what I want to do the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then it's like nine o'clock and I'm like, oh, time to go to bed. (laughs) You need like a little spin wheel that like just tells you what to do. Yeah. (laughs) I can make a list on your phone. Like after this, just like a notes list, just different things that you want to do. It doesn't even have to be by yourself. You can go to a coffee shop with Thomas, but instead you go with yourself. Yeah. So just little things. That's what I do. Because sometimes, like I said, I don't know what I want to do. So I'll look at my list and I'll just pick one. And it gets me out of the house. Because the point of alone time is to be out doing something, in my opinion, when you're trying it, trying something new for yourself. So that's going to help. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So for some of the questions I have, what's one thing that you learned going through this process of life more so alone and I know you have a relationship now I know that y'all used to have a relationship y'all took a little break and now I think that y'all are prospering together what do you think has allowed your your relationship to prosper and you to prosper along with it I think we both needed to go through a lot of self-development we both had a lot of personal things going on that we had not worked through yet so we had came together with all of our issues and all of our issues were just clashing. So I think that time apart allowed us both to grow individually as people and figure out what we actually wanted. Mm-hmm. Do you think your communication piece also like played into that? Like having to learn how to communicate with each other? I do. And that's definitely something like we're both still practicing because we're still not the best at it. Um, Nobody is. <laughs> yeah. Um but mainly just figuring out who we are as people. Like, because I think that's the biggest thing in relationships is people try to come together as one and they don't stay as their own separate people. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's yes. super important. I agree. I know from experience too that you come together as one or one person just latches onto the other while the other person still themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's also just not a place to grow. So I'm really happy that y'all are thriving right now and figuring out. I feel out. like that can also cause like, almost like resentment towards mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's super important for like two people to remain as individual as they can and like share life together, but not necessarily just like completely enmesh it. Not and morph into one human being. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that's also why like a long time is so important. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm doing the creative stuff because when your partner has the same interests and the same work and everything, you don't, who are you kind of thing mm-hmm. happens. So yeah. the creative is definitely something mm-hmm. different for you. I agree. Yeah. Well, and it's also like intentional alone time, I think is super important because like I work from home, so I'm always alone. Yeah. But then, so when I'm telling Zach that like I need my alone time, he's like, you're literally alone all day. And I'm like, but that's, it's, that's not me intentionally taking time for myself. I'm literally working. Yeah. That's definitely my It's the same as going to like a nine to five. Yeah. 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 And so it's, sometimes it can be difficult, but I do understand like the communication aspect of that and like almost getting your like 
explaining to your partner, like, hey, I understand that we're apart most of the day right now, but like, that's not me getting my alone time. Like when you come home, I'm empty because I've been working. I'm not like Mm. able to give to the relationship. And even just being able to communicate that's super important. But yeah, I have been in a relationship for a very long time and our communication like still continues to improve. So I can just say like from experience, communication is never going to be like perfect. Because there's always ways to improve, just like with bodybuilding. Like, mm-hmm. there's always ways that you can improve. So. Yeah. I saw a quote the other day. I can't remember exactly. But it was like, if communication ends a connection, then that connection was never meant to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's like a very it. powerful, powerful quote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to dissect it right now. <laughs> wow. That's so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you read a lot of books? I used to, but then I started listening to more podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of got out of reading, but it is something I would like to get back into because that's something I enjoy doing like during a long time. Challenge for you. I have t- a two part challenge because I'm going to say the first part. Pick up a book, pick one that you actually want to read. You can like explore if you pick it up and you don't like it, don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to find a book within like this month. Yeah, we, it's the beginning of January. Find a book this month. January. July. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's am mi- I? It's mid-July. <laughs> Coming at y'all seven months later. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Take a book, and I want you to spend, that's your, like, you can do other things that are creative. I want you to spend your some of your creative time on that and reading it. And that's, yeah, I think that challenge will be very fun. Yeah, I like that. I'll let you know what book I picked. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> yes. there's a strong chance I'm going to read it, too. <laughs> Everything that you... All your knowledge, everywhere you like to learn, I, I like it as well because I admire where you, your work ethic is something that I admire very heavily. Thank you. Yes, of course. So just shifting gears a little bit, do you have plans to compete this year? So my original plan was to do nationals this year, um, but we switched plans and I'm not going to do anything until the beginning of next year um, just because I really like I'm not going to go into a prep not feeling confident about what I'm bringing. And that's just kind of the position I'm in right now. And I also just really want to keep like focusing on the self-growth that I'm going through right now. Like I prepped for a year and a half, like, and I don't think I realized how much I needed this time. So I think taking the rest of the year, like just for myself is what's going to benefit me the most for my next prep. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm proud of you for me coming to that realization because I know how much you love the stage yeah, and you I love I definitely prep. get the itch sometimes. And then I look at my glutes and I'm like, never mind. No, there is a lot of growth, like Seth said. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Seth, me, and Emily all used to work, live together. Mm-hmm. How many months? We did that for like five. Yeah. Five? Well, and, five and, 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 and three of them. Were three of them in the apartment or longer yeah, in the it, apartment? It might have been three There was in a the few apartment. months in the apartment. And then— We all know that we lived in a two-bedroom apartment, the three of us all together. <laughs> yes, Emily in the living room. Wait, Emily, I didn't know that. Emily yeah. had a bed on the floor in the living room, <laughs> and we lived this. in chaos. Yes, and along with this, in came Bella. <laughs> yes. Bella lived on the couch. Bella lived on the couch, but that was only for, like, Two weeks. Two weeks until. And then we moved into the house. But your friend came, remember? And yeah, we my friend Madison. There was five of us. Yeah, the there was five, five of us in the two-bedroom apartment. Wow. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a big party. Yeah. <laughs> Old me could, could survive. Me right now, I'd be like, I, guess I can't. It was, a, it was a lot. I mean, it was mm-hmm. fun. It was just a lot. Yeah. And poor Emily didn't even have an, like a room. She didn't. I felt so bad. Yeah. I felt bad because I could tell. I know for me personally, that would mess my mental up so bad. I'd rather live on the streets. Just kidding. Um, But I know for you too, that was was taking a toll. I'm actually like the opposite of you. Like you wouldn't be able to handle it now. And I think I would be able to handle it better now. Because I feel like I'm a lot more social than I used to be. Like I Mm -hmm. used to like really want to be. You didn't have a space to like go and be alone in your own home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's very challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you probably grew quite a bit from it. <laughs> Learned some things. Yeah. <laughs> that the experience of all of us living together yeah. was funny. Special place in my heart. Yes. Right? <laughs> very funny. Let's not go back though. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to sh- I want to share one little funny story. So one time, y'all are gonna laugh because y'all know this story. Well, 
let me back up. Storm Sess's dog loves oh to gosh. poop anywhere in my room or <laughs> okay. on my bed. She doesn't poop in the house. It, it's a you thing. I, I think know she has a thing with you. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a you thing. <laughs> it is a you thing. And so I was going to get my blood work this morning. Not this morning. Like the morning of this incident. And I had a blood work situation where I went to the wrong place. So I was already like, you know, <laughs> rambled up. Got my blood work done. Came home. Sess isn't home. I don't know where you're at, but you're not home. I think I was doing cardio. Okay. Yes. Emily is on her bed doing what Emily does best. (laughs) 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 And I'm walking in the kitchen. I slide, bro. I slide so good. And I look down. I slide and storms poop. (laughs) (laughs) And I look up and I'm like, no way. That was amazing. Yeah. Emily's over there like, what's going on? (laughs) She didn't even see it the entire time. Yeah, this was hilarious. Yeah. I probably would have thrown up, to be honest. (laughs) I had shoes on, luckily, but I was just like... Your athleticism in that moment was very impressive. (laughs) Think D got speed. (laughs) The next thing I know, I get a picture on my phone of Danielle, like, oh. Yeah. Covered in shit. I was like, great. (laughs) That, That was the last time she pooped, but I think she did it four, five. Honestly, I don't don't remember. It's a record, bro. It was, I, was like, this I don't know what it is. I don't either. She was marking her territory. Yeah. Maybe it was oh, a small. Maybe she was uncomfortable. I think like, she was having having to share her space. Having yeah. to share me, she basically. Was, she yeah. was very stressed. Yeah. yeah, she didn't like the apartment because along at all. with us three was Storm, and Storm's mm-hmm. big, husky, so she didn't have her space at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, poor baby. But it's all better now. She's got a big backyard she's to run around in. <laughs> she's happy. There, it was a necessary evil to just get what? through. It built some character for all of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the dog portion, I know you love Goldens. Specifically. Pepe. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know, bro. Oh, my gosh. When we have the guys, we're going to bring Peyton. We okay. are half to. Oh, I am <laughs> so ready. Oh, I was so excited. Anyways, are you going to get a Golden anytime soon? I wish. <laughs> but for now, it's just Peifei. Yes. Peyton steals the show. Plus, if you got a golden, you have to meet. They'd have to meet. And Peyton's going to be like a big bro. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely want them to be like best friends. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. What about goldens do you like? I think it was just like I fell in love with Peyton. And then. The personality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's. I didn't realize this until this year when I was around Peyton and like more dogs. I didn't realize that each breed had such a distinct personality. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. Because when I met more Goldens, obviously, there's like two million downtown. I was like, (laughs) y'all are all so similar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. Because humans have different personalities. But I guess you could relate it to um, what's like religion or where you're from. Like, we're American Mm -hmm. versus... Canada. Like cultural, yeah. 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 I have a confession. I don't like goldens. You're kicked off the pod. <laughs> I think Peyton's cool. He's a little like he likes to push for okay. pets, and I don't like rude dog behavior because I'm a my dogs are like very well trained. They don't beg for pets. Like I'll pet you Justin, when I'm ready. I can't wait Justin's for Justin to like, listen to this and literally be like Peyton's fine, <laughs> but like he's pushy. Like he'll it's come put his I'm head in your lap blame. and like push and lick. And sometimes I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to pet you. It's probably gonna because be, me and Danielle just he's gonna yeah. talk to us. He's gonna sit us down <laughs> for coffee and say, listen, <laughs> y'all aren't allowed around Peyton. <laughs> no, I think Peyton's very sweet. I just I think like Golden sometimes get a free pass because everyone's like, oh, they're so cute and like fun and spunky. And so I've met like some pretty rude Goldens, not Peyton to clarify, but I'm, yeah, don't talk. I'm, yeah, I'm more a shepherd girl myself, but I love shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> so I do. So two things. I've come to the conclusion that the owners just like their pet personality wise mm-hmm. most of the time. Number two, Justin thinks Peyton and I act very similar in terms of the little ditziness that we do. Mm-hmm. And so I've realized that it's so true and it's it's just really funny. Is it the chicken or the egg, though? Like, do you think that the owners influence the dog's personality Definitely. or the dog influences Both. the owner? I do know Peyton's behavior towards being so pushy with pets is my fault and Emily doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't, again, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like... 
I just personally, I prefer my dogs to like not be in my grill 24-7. See, I agree. But I think that's like me as like a personality. You know what I mean? Like I don't want. No, I understand. You're not physical touch, are you? Not really. For love language? I'm so (laughs) physical touch, bro. I'm like, don't touch me. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm like a cat like in that way, actually, because I'll come to you for affection. But if I don't want to receive affection, I'm like. Do not touch What's me. That? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are similar. In no one. Yeah. We just connected some more. <laughs> Emily, what's your love language? Do you Definitely even know? Not physical touch. <laughs> I'm the only one. I I like to give people things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like get like are giving so- or acts of service. Yeah. Like, like I like acts to of do service for people. Yeah. I, can I definitely see that. See that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that fits into your role too. Like because mm-hmm. you're constantly giving us. Like, I don't like people. To give things to me. So, like, for example, when I'm in prep, like, when I was in prep before, Thomas would try to prep my meal. Like, no, don't prep my meal. Like, <laughs> I can see y'all fighting about funny. it. I see him coming home all hype, like, <laughs> prepped a meal in, and you're pissed off. And, and you're, you're like, like, put that back. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to make it myself. Yeah, I would yeah. probably, like, dump it you're all back out that. and redo it. Yeah. Damn. I actually relate to that super hard. <laughs> That's so funny. Is it because you like things done a certain way? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I also get paranoid. I If I'm deep in prep, like, yeah. Let me know. I need to see the gram, not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know we can both read, but I need to look at the scale. It's also like. the fact that guys, specifically Justin, I don't know what Thomas does, but Justin will, at least right now, when he's deep in prep, he definitely tracks like more to the gram, but he'll track like a scoop of protein 32 grams. He'll put like 40. One scoop. Like, he calls it one scoop. And in my head, I'm like, dude, that's eight grams over. Like, I need to adjust this. <laughs> so, it's, for guys, it's vastly different because their f- body can... It's, like, the same for them, you know? They can just handle so much more. They're just... Phys- well, especially eat, Justin and Thomas. They're yeah. three <laughs> times our size. Bro, I think eight like, grams of protein is probably like, fine. It's basically yeah. no DBS <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, eight more grams of protein. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... You and Thomas are very funny. Y'all are my favorite people to watch relationship-wise because I didn't know. Well, Thomas didn't open up until recently around, not around me per se, but just when like in groups, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all's communication and openness around groups has grown a ton together. It's fun to watch Eric. Justin and I were talking about the other day how both of y'all are just more vocal around people and more y'all selves. And y'all are very, very funny. Y'all have dark humor towards each other, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's very funny. It's cute to watch. It is cute to watch. What's one thing that y'all you've learned from y'all's relationship? Um. Well, first, I think that like being around you, Justin, and Eric, so much like that has definitely pushed us to be more like open and vocal in ourselves because that's how y'all three are and like everyone says like you become who you're around um so that's helped push our growth a lot um and then also just going back to like we both kind of realized like if we're just ourselves, like we're gonna attract the right people mm-hmm. we stopped trying to fit into a mold of who we thought everyone else wanted us to be i love that mm-hmm. Who, who did you guys like what was your perception of what people thought that they wanted you to be like were you guys masking what I were think you trying to I personally just tried to be like everyone else around me mm-hmm. rather than myself because I saw that the relationships that everyone else had and so those were the same relationships I wanted so I would try to be like whoever that person was mm-hmm. that had that mm-hmm. we like you sense. how you are yes. <laughs> yeah yes. you know what's the coolest thing about you is that you're so Emily. There's no other person that's Emily. And that's like so sick. But the same thing with Thomas and the same thing with y'all. There's no other couple that's y'all. And I think that's the same with each of us. So I'm glad that y'all just feel so much in your lane now. Yeah. What's, oh, are you going to say something? Well, I was going to say, I think that when you can show up like authentically as yourself, mm-hmm. you don't get lost like later on. So like if you're continuously coming into a room of people and trying to be what you think they want you to be, you know, other people's minds, opinions, perspectives that that can all change. And so if it changes, then you're left with like, well, who the fuck am I? Like I was Mm -hmm. trying to please them and now they've changed. So just like showing up as authentically you 
it almost just alleviates a lot of that stress. Like Mm -hmm. you can just be yourself and realize, oh yeah, they accept me the way that I am. I think that's a very beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do agree with that. And I will say that along that same sentence or message, when you change your persona based off who you're around, you attach your image and your person and who you are to those people. Mm -hmm. And then you're not, like, again, you're not your own person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you're also like constantly... Your happiness is based on the validation Mm -hmm. of those people. And I definitely struggled with that for a long time. So whenever you're comfortable with yourself, like your happiness comes from your own validation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's not dependent on anyone else. I agree. I used to be, I learned this more so in my creative side of, I would do things, picking out what to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do more so of like, I would base what I did on what my friends did. Mm-hmm. No one on my friends draws or goes to the park and like paints. And so I didn't realize that I liked that until I just was like, I'm just going to go to the store and buy stuff. And that's part of, I think being creative is so strong in finding who you are as an individual. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you've experienced that with your, your yeah. just new interests. Lots of, I, would, I wouldn't even say they're new interests. I would say that they're old interests mm-hmm. that I'm bringing back into my life because I let them go because I was trying to be this certain thing and put myself in a box. And now I know that that's not what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I should just be me and do whatever I want. I love it. And so I'm getting way more into fashion, hair, makeup. Mm-hmm. Those were all things that I loved, being creative with that, the photo shoots, stuff like that. Those were all things that I was really into back in high school. Mm-hmm. But I lost that part of myself. Mm-hmm. And so reconnecting with that has been really fun. I love that. And another thing is like since I was in prep so long, like Mm -hmm. bodybuilding was my identity and Mm -hmm. that's all I knew about myself. So this off season has helped me like find those new interests. Mm -hmm. And I actually posted this on a post on Instagram a while back and I was like, I looked at my page one day and I, I hated everything on there. Everything on there was bodybuilding. Nothing was about me and who I was outside mm-hmm. of that. So that's been like a huge goal of mine lately is to like find who I am outside of bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love, I love that. that. I love that so much. <laughs> it makes me so proud of you. <laughs> so much personal growth. I know. It's just so different. Like hearing that from you now and back like when we had first met, because I mm-hmm. still remember like, I guess most of our memories that I like really remember our core memories are like Pittsburgh. Yeah. Cause that was just like a shit show. <laughs> and, like, just, uh, but like at that time when we were hanging out at the Airbnb and like watching TV, I think we were watching the great British yeah. show, which I'm still obsessed with. <laughs> like we were both just so bodybuilding. Like it was like, we're going to go pro or, and like, if we don't, we're going to just keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. And it was so focused on bodybuilding. So hearing you just, all of the growth that you've done in this time, it's so freaking cool. And, and I think for a long time, like I felt like my only identity could be bodybuilding because that was what I had to do in order to go pro and achieve my bodybuilding goals. But I've realized like there's so much more I want to achieve outside of that. But at yeah. the time, that was my main focus. I also think it's going to show on stage. Definitely. I yeah. think your persona and the presence that you bring when you step on stage because you've gone through this growth, the flow and the the feeling that the judges are going to be able to feel from you, that's going to be so much different because you've yeah. gone through all this and you've figured out a little bit more of who you are outside of bodybuilding. Yeah, I'm really excited for the next time I prep just to compare the difference from the mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not Exciting. just the physique, but like everything behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's super yeah. cool. The person you are. What do you think, like, going into the next season, what are your bodybuilding goals? Of course, my goal is to go pro. But, like, but through <laughs> all of my, like, losses in the past, like, that's not really my main focus. I definitely got caught up for a while, like, just focusing on becoming pro. And then I realized, like, e- even though I keep losing, like, I keep going back to the same thing. I wake up every morning, I do my cardio, I train hard as fuck, I hit my diet. Like I'm still doing everything to 110%. And that's like when I remembered my why or reminded myself of that. And I was like, this could all be taken away from me. And I'm still like doing the things that I need to be doing to get closer to that goal. And so 
remembering like why I started helped me remove the focus from that pro card Mm -hmm. because I know like eventually it's going to happen because I'm doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's how a true professional operates. So Mm -hmm. even though the title isn't there, like just knowing to yourself, like nobody else has to know, you don't need external validation of the pro card, but just knowing that you're waking up and doing those things every day because you love it, not Mm -hmm. because you're trying to get hashtag road to pro or whatever. (laughs) Like, I think that that's really important. And I wish that a lot more people had that mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mindset that carries you through enjoying and loving your journey even more Mm -hmm, through bodybuilding. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think you want your legacy to be within bodybuilding? I want people to remember me for my hard work and passion. Um, I'm someone like, no matter what the goal is, like I will go to the deepest trenches in the world to like achieve that goal. And so I guess it's kind of like my cutthroat mentality that like I want people to remember me by. Do you think, I guess, let me back up. Why did you choose bikini? Because I think bikini and cutthroat mentality, even though they should be synonymous, in my opinion, I don't think that they are like to the general population. So why why did you choose the bikini division? Well, when I started that too, like I saw on Instagram. And so that's just like immediately what I knew. But also like I was way too small to fit into any other division. Um, I did for a while. I was going to do figure. I like trained for figure for a few months. I was posing and I was like, I hate this. (laughs) I dreaded the posing. I dreaded everything. And like Mm -hmm. I could tell that my love for bodybuilding was fading and that had never happened to me before. And so that was like really scary. And that's whenever like I knew like bikini is like what I really want to Mm do. That's where your heart is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You're physique definitely is bikini like you have yeah 100 (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. but that is one thing I do hate about the bikini division it's just like it's not treated like a bodybuilding division like even with bikini it should still be taken just as serious and just as to the level as like the more muscular divisions and I hate that it's become this thing that like just influencers do to have more influence on social media like you still have to go hard as fuck for it because mm-hmm. if you don't, like you're, you may achieve like this low bar goal that you have for yourself. But after that, like your time as a bikini competitor is kind of done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And doing it for clout doesn't really work in the end also because I've seen influencers who do a prep and step on stage and they don't do well. And then all of a sudden they're trashing bodybuilding. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, you mm-hmm. didn't even really do it. So yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get and that. And a part of that, if you really train hard, you have to have some anger or yeah. cutthroat in you mm-hmm. and to feel that pain and like some actually trauma. push yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or just like a deep desire to actually improve and win. And a lot of those people who just step on stage and trash because they're fitness influencers don't know how to train hard. They mm-hmm. think they train hard, but they don't. That's and another thing. I don't think these people realize like bikini girls are fucking jacked yeah. at the pro level. Like I'm still trying to catch I'm saying, up. <laughs> like what? It's 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 insane but awesome to see. Mm-hmm. They these girls are more jacked than some guys. Mm-hmm. So just FYI, don't shit on the bikini division (laughs) it's a beautiful division and one of the most difficult Mm -hmm. i believe to operate at an extremely high level i agree Mm -hmm. well i think kerrigan said this that kerrigan gullian it's harder to go pro than it is to win on a pro stage Mm -hmm. because of the amount of athletes Mm -hmm. do you agree with that statement maybe Maybe. (laughs) i'm not sure (laughs) let me step on a pro stage first (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that was her exact words she might have said it's harder to go pro than than something she her purpose in the saying was that it's really hard to go pro Mm -hmm. (laughs) harder than most people think and emily and i and you as well have have seen i think it's it's extremely difficult to go pro because of what we were just talking about like bikini is seen as like the gateway bodybuilding division and like all these girls throw their hats in the ring and there might be like a regional show that's a national qualifier where there's only three bikini girls someone gets nationally qualified and they think that they can go to the national stage and then you have 40 girls on the national stage Mm -hmm. in one class right in one class one height class and it just this 
the saturation of it, which mm-hmm. I'm not against. I think it's amazing that the sport is coming up and we have more and more and more competitors. Mm-hmm. But I also think, yes, it does make it a little bit difficult mm-hmm. for y'all to go pro because there's just more bodies on the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just... I just want people to do it like for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Like just because you fucking purchase a gym membership a week ago doesn't mean you're a bikini competitor. Like yeah. the a reason I believe is as to why we get a little upset with it or just frustrated is because it we wear that title of we're bodybuilding and bikini competitors with like a lot of passion and effort and hard work and just a lot with the title that we give to it. And so people just throw it around. Well, I think that it's like disrespectful mm-hmm. to bodybuilding. Like you're disrespecting the work that people who do it for the right reasons are putting in. Mm-hmm. I agree. Is that because I had a question like, what's the one thing you want people to understand about the bikini division? Would it be that that you can't just yeah for sure. step into the gym and then step on stage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Watch Emily Smith train and then you'll realize why. <laughs> yeah, you'll know. For real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to switch over to Sess. Yeah. Oh, because we're ending. Is it I it, wanted the to, end of our time? Almost. But I wanted to give you some spotlight here. Give me some spotlight. Yes. So a little announcement, guys. I will be leaving the pod. It's not permanent. Permanent. I will be here. They'll interview me every now and then, but... The pod is going to be heading in a little bit different of a direction, which I'm really excited for. I'm excited for them. And I think that it's going to be really great and beneficial for all of you. Obviously, I love you guys and I can't wait to see this grow and see what you guys turn it into. But if you still want to hear a little Cess words and Cess talk, make sure you go check out my YouTube, Cessly.w, same as my Instagram. But love y'all and keep being relentless. We love you, and we appreciate, you. and we're still gonna have you on a lot. Yes, we're gonna have you Anytime. on with topics that you can that you flourish in. Yep, I love that. I can't wait. There's a lot to learn from you. You guys should tell them a little bit about uh, the direction that the pod is heading in, though. Yes, so we are gonna head in a more bikini direction. With just honestly showing what we're really good at, <laughs> which is bikini mm-hmm. and posing. Although we're still gonna have a lot of mental health, a lot of interviews yes. with people mm-hmm. like Sess and Emily who are just very knowledgeable in their own brand. We want to have a niche that's very specific towards who, what we care about and who we care about. And we're excited to grow that with y'all. Yes. Yay. Well, I appreciate that. And we love you. Thank love you, you for being too. here. Yes. Emily, thank you for being here. Is there anything else that you would like the podcast to know about yourself. <laughs> I want to ask you the question, but I don't want to ask the question. <laughs> and then if ask, yeah, the ask me the question. Okay. What is one thing that nobody knows about you? So <laughs> we were talking about this before the podcast. I am like obsessed with Chick-fil-A. Um, and I like always keep the styrofoam like drink cups and I had like four of them. And this is just like a story, but I had like four of them and Thomas threw them all away and I got extremely upset about it. <laughs> and so my car got stolen a few weeks back um, and I was like more upset about this cup than I was my car. Oh, my and God. So now it's like become this huge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. But now that we're talking about Chick-fil-A, I need to know y'all's Chick-fil-A order. Oh, yeah. Who's up first? Dude, Sess, I, I have, yeah, I you, know you go order. for it. Very yeah, well. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deep in the off season. I'm eating. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Spicy chicken sandwich, extra pickles, large fry, large diet lemonade, and a side of mac and cheese. And sometimes if I'm feeling crazy, I get a cookies and cream milkshake. But I also get a fuck ton of Chick-fil-A sauce and ranch, and I dip my fries in both the ranch and the Chick-fil-A sauce because it makes the best sauce possible. Okay. That was a legit good oh. order. And yeah. now we're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell Next who's on prep? Yeah. <laughs> 300 Dang. Days. It has literally been months since I've been to Chick-fil-A. I, want, I really like their spicy chicken mm-hmm. sandwiches. And their fries, <laughs> I guess. You're like, I, what, they, what they serve is sandwiches <laughs> and fries. <laughs> yes. I feel like I really like their chicken nuggets. Like, not the grilled, like the actual, like, the fried nuggets. chicken nuggets. Yeah. And the sauce. Like, you can't go wrong with the chili yeah. sauce. Yeah. 
but I'm, I feel like I'm a little basic. <laughs> I need to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm actually going to be doing a Chick-fil-A photo shoot soon. Oh, that's so, cool. Emily, you're going to love that oh my God. <laughs> Dude, you gotta, do they still have the mints there? Some don't. Yeah. I love their mints. That's what I get. Just mints. Just mints. Just I... So Sess gave me the chicken sandwich one time. She made me. Mm-hmm. She didn't make me order it. The <laughs> offer. Like, she didn't say. <laughs> so I got that. I like the spicy one, but I get the regular. I do love the chicken sandwich. Extra pickles. Ranch is great. Ketchup is my sauce, bro. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. Like I just love me some ketchup. Ketchup and Chick Fil A sauce. Large fry. If they have more salt, salt. Mm-hmm. Diet lemonade. Milkshake, cookies, and cream. Vanilla slaps, so I'm going to actually— Vanilla. Vanilla's really where it's at, too. Their cookie's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emily, what's your order? Mine is the chicken tenders. If you haven't had the chicken tenders, you're missing out. The long ones? Yeah, like Have you had the sandwich? Yeah, but I like the— I like. She likes the 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 tendies. Um, So the chicken tenders, fries— Buffalo, the zesty buffalo and ranch, mm-hmm. mac and cheese, and a vanilla milkshake. I mm-hmm. think I've had one bite. Actually, you brought me home mac and cheese once. Mm-hmm. You brought me home Chick Fil A, and Jay said, "Oh my WhatsApp, no more free meals." Uh, <laughs> and I saw right, Chick Fil A in, oh, in the counter. And I, I was grabbed like, it for you. Yeah, that's so sad. This was last two years ago. Last prep. It was. We were in the Bexley. Oh, that was a long time ago. Year and a half. Mm-hmm. He does that. Last free meal. <laughs> he did yeah. the same thing. <laughs> same thing happened last week. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. Happens you. every time. <laughs> that we be fun. But thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yes. We yes. really appreciate it. And Seth, we will always love you. Oh, yes. Always, love always. You. I can't wait to watch it grow. Yes. Oh, thank <laughs> you. We'll have to talk soon. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let us know if you have any questions, any comments. We will definitely have both of them back on another episode. And we will catch you on the next one. On the next one. See ya. Peace. Bye. I hope y'all really enjoyed the podcast today, leaving it feeling more relentless than ever. But we have a few things that we would love to ask of you. So I'm going to give this over to Noah. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you could, I know that this is your new favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Leave any comments and questions below. And make sure that you're sharing across social media so that all of your friends get to listen to the greatest podcast on earth. And if you have any questions about any topics that we talk about or anything at all, fitness, competing related, anything, we comment. We'll hit you back up um, Instagram or in the podcast under if the comment box is there, then we will definitely answer your questions and help you out as best as we can. Absolutely. So leave those five-star reviews. Let us know. And we'll talk to you all again soon. Have a relentless day. Bye. Bye.